Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing Susan Siegel. She is with Mobility International USA. She's the Chief Executive Officer, and she has a very interesting story, and I'm so excited uh, to hear her story. Today I'm interviewing her from the International Women's Forum World Leadership Conference in Chicago, and uh, thrilled to have her on the show today. So thank you very much. Hey, thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. So tell listeners about Mobility International and what the organization is about and what you've been doing. That's great. Well, Mobility International USA, or MIUSA as we call it, we just celebrated our 35th anniversary, and our mission is to empower people with disabilities, all types of disabilities, to get their rights. And we do that two ways, through international exchange and international development. So we want people with disabilities to think about studying abroad and volunteering abroad. We want people from other countries to come do those same things here. And we work in the field of international so that people with disabilities around the world have the skills to get their rights. But what I'm so excited about to be here is to talk about our signature program called WILD. And that's the Women's Institute on Leadership and Disability, where we have brought now over 220 women from over 84 countries for an intensive leadership program so that women with disabilities take their rightful place as leaders around the world. And so men with disabilities and women with disabilities, tell, tell us a little bit about the difference. You know, men and women in uh, the world, there's inclusion issues and there's other issues like that. But talk about what the issues are with people with disabilities, how different it is if you're a woman or if you're a man and what, what you know, some of the holdbacks might be there. Yes, well, you know, unfortunately, the issue for women with disabilities sort of mirrors the issue of women around the world. So women with disabilities tend to be double discriminated against, have more violence against them, have less chance of education, less chance of having health care, less chance of getting jobs than men with disabilities. And so although we work with both men and women with disabilities, we know it's very important to give a chance for women with disabilities to get together. But I always want to make it really clear that even though we say women with disabilities are doubly discriminated against because they're women and because they're disabled, they also have two really positive things about them. One, they're women, and as women, they're strong and passionate, and we want to celebrate that. And we say, even with being disabled, we believe that disability can be a positive aspect of our identity and of our culture. So we like to turn that double discrimination into two positive things. And actually, the mantra of our program is that we're loud, we're proud, and we're passionate. Ah, loud, proud, and passionate. I love it. I love it. Talk about why there are there's a less chance of education for women with disabilities. Well, again, it, you know, if you look around the world, the um, statistics are that women, as you probably know, have less chance of learning. Actually, Michelle Obama just launched this initiative called Let Girls Learn because there's stigma in some countries where women can't learn. Sometimes, actually, women can't go to school because if they have their period and they don't have access to things that they need, that that can prevent them from going to school. Um, For disabled women, there's even more discrimination if the school isn't accessible, the school doesn't have sign language interpreters. There's, again, so 
many barriers, but it's so important that women with disabilities and girls with disabilities get these opportunities because without education, as you know, you really can't participate in society and have the same rights as other people. So the Mobility International, the organization, what are some of the initiatives or things that are helping? Is it, is it you're giving money or are you starting initiatives? Uh, how are you working within the communities and especially with women with disabilities? Right. So we're not an organization that gives out money. We tend to run international exchange programs. So we would have a group actually that's coming from um, Costa Rica or Pakistan or Kenya, and they might be going on a professional exchange. Actually, we're based in Oregon. A lot of times people come and they learn how disabled people are included in society. And then sometimes we then share that information and go to other countries. We just put on a conference in Washington, D.C. with several countries to help them implement disability rights laws in their country. So those are some of the things that we do. But for our women's program, our wild program, we have a very competitive process. We just had 400 applications for only 20 slots. And we had 20 amazing disabled women leaders with all types of disabilities from Africa, Asia, Latin America. And they came for three weeks for an intensive program, learning about the media, learning about policy and legislation, healthcare, parenting, all the very important issues. And then they go back to their communities with small grants and they empower other disabled women and girls to basically say, you have the same rights as everybody else and how they can access those rights. Yeah, that's amazing. What an amazing program. Um, one of the things that I, I like to ask women that are in leadership, you know, there's these issues of confidence with girls. And I suppose if you are disabled, the confidence issues are just enormous. They could be enormous. How do you help maybe through your WILD program or through your organization to help women with those kinds of issues? And women in general have those issues. So how do you how do you deal with that? Right. And when also I'll probably share, since this is a podcast and I'm a woman, I call myself a wheelchair rider, which is a way of, um, I mean, my wheelchair is a source of independence for me. I uh, travel all around the world. And, and I agree with you that confidence is an issue. So one of the things that's so powerful about WILD is suddenly, instead of being a minority, you're, you're a disabled woman, you're blind, you're deaf, you're in a wheelchair, whatever, you are surrounded by 20 other strong, powerful disabled women leaders. So just feeling that solidarity, I mean, you know, is really an amazing confidence builder. But then we also just talk about how we have had so many negative concepts thrown upon us. And so we create a new image of who we are. That's why we use some of the term loud, proud, and passionate. And for some women, they, they get that confidence when they see other disabled women leaders who are talking about policy and legislation. Others maybe got confidence when they heard our mayor of Eugene, who's a woman, talk about the difficulties for all women to get into uh, politics. But for many of our women, the highlight moment is we do a challenge course, probably on the exact kind of challenge course that you and other women may have done, where you go up 40 feet in the air and you have harnesses and then they let it go and you swing through the air. Well, we get every woman, no matter what their disability, up doing that same challenge course. And for most women, they have never thought that was possible. We also do river rafting. We do self-defense. We do sports. So I really believe that 
there are so many different ways to build confidence. So we build into the program lots of activities and we let each woman see which is that moment that really sparks it for her. So in your career, um, how did you get to be the chief executive officer at Mobility International? Right. Well, one of the easiest way to be the chief executive officer is to be the co-founder of the organization. There you go. That works. That does work. And, you know, and, you know, for me, who have been disabled now close to 40 years, you know, when I was growing up, I could not get a job as a woman with, with a disability. And so I actually started two nonprofit organizations, um, another organization was working with uh, recreation and sports. And so I was the executive director, CEO of both organizations. But I, one of the things we talk about is that it's really important for disabled women to really get into that pipeline of leadership. And for me, I got a Rotary scholarship and I studied a year abroad in Australia. And that's where I really got into the whole international arena. So I think one of the things that's really important, obviously getting an education, but also for me, and if you're interested in going in international, Having that chance to travel, to study abroad, I think is a very important thing that, that all people should do, it, especially people with disabilities, because it sort of trampolines you. And then I was able to get a Rotary Scholarship, and then I got a Kellogg Fellowship, and then I got a MacArthur Fellowship. So I was able to, I think, have that trampoline help me. And now what I'm trying to do is offer that trampoline to other disabled women and girls around the world. So what drives you? What drives me? Well, what drives me is definitely, as probably does so many women, is being passionate about something. And I was a person who grew up non-disabled. And when I became disabled, I saw it literally in an instant how completely different the world treated people with disabilities. The interesting thing is I wanted to work with disabled people before I became disabled. So it was a strange uh, twist of fate. And now... I just really want to enable every girl, every woman with disability to really go for their, their highest dreams. And the amount of discrimination barriers that disabled women have to face is so huge. But every time in a wild program when I see meet these women, they would, I think they drive me because they are just pushing through so many barriers and they are equally as passionate to change the lives for other girls. Hmm. Well, what's one thing, or maybe what's the main thing? There's probably a million things, but what's what's one thing that we can do today to transform culture to make it more inclusive of everyone? Right. Well, that's a great question. I think for me, I think no matter what you're doing, and especially in terms of promoting women's leadership, if you look around the room and you're not seeing women who have physical disabilities or who are blind, who are deaf, who have other disabilities. We're now bringing into the fold women who have intellectual disabilities. I mean, really, there is no disability that should be included. But probably if you look around at any program, you're not going to see women with disabilities anywhere. And I think what you can do is then make sure that are your programs successful? Do you put in your programs women with disabilities and others are welcome? Do you have sign language interpreters at your event? Are your events held in accessible places? Is your website accessible? 
accessible to to women who are blind. And then there are usually groups of disabled people in every city and every country. There's even groups of disabled women. Is for you to go out and make an appointment and meet them and bring them into the fold. So we're telling disabled women around the world, don't wait for inclusion. Infiltrate. Mm -hmm. Infiltrate all those programs. But we want everybody to infiltrate because I think when women get brought up higher and get inclusive, if everybody gets along with that wave of inclusion and of weight of empowerment, then everybody's going to win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So at the uh, World Leadership Conference right now, the IWF World Leadership Conference, what is your goal here in being participating in this organization? In this right. Meeting? Well, one, I'm very proud that I'm a member of the IWF, the International Women's Forum in Oregon, and um, I'm going to be speaking tomorrow morning. And I'm hoping to get people really excited about in whatever they're doing to really think about including disabled women and have disabled women and girls be part of this pipeline of leadership that's emerging. And so if I can accomplish that tomorrow, I will feel like I have done my job here. Well, I wish you the best of luck and thank you very much for being a part of the podcast today. Oh, well, thank you. It was great. And thank you for all you do. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.